The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So for this week, starting today, is I'm going to be talking about the fifth faculty of the five faculties, the faculty of wisdom. And wisdom, um, the, the Buddhist word for in Pali for wisdom is panya, and it can be translated different ways. Oh, sometimes it's translated as discernment. Sometimes I've translated it or rendered it as insight. And the advantage of these words like discernment and insight uh, is that I think it suggests more the idea that it's an understanding, uh, seeing, that um, uh, happens in the situations we're in. Wisdom can imply that we've learned some wisdom, some knowledge, some understanding of how things work, and we bring that along with us in our life and apply it, or ready to use it, or see it that something that way with kind of pre-existing learning. That's also very valuable and important. But the um, we also have the capacity uh, to see, to have a certain presence, attention in the present moment, and to have a wisdom faculty operating where we discern, we see deeply into experience. So the truth of it, the the the, the truth of it, um, gets revealed and understood in the moment as it is. It's obvious. Obvious. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it is. And um, so to um, um, so the wisdom faculty. It's a faculty a capacity that we all have, meaning it's just a natural functioning of our inner life, we all have this faculty. Uh, with the word wisdom also can seem somewhat lofty and for, for some of us sometimes like, you know, beyond reach because it's, you know, only the great wise people, people have wisdom. But the practice shows us that as we settle in, that uh, listen deeply, as we have the capacity for real attention to what's going on, listening deeply to ourselves, deeply to the world, our psychophysical system will begin to discern what's happening. We'll begin to see more and more clearly what is happening in such a way that we can respond wisely, respond respond in ways that are useful and supportive for us in our practice. And this uh, uh, use, uh, use or the application or the maturing of the wisdom faculty happens gradually over time. And, uh, and so there's kind of a progress in uh, the cultivation, development, and the ripening of wisdom as we do this practice. And the f- uh, for many people, the first form of this wisdom that arises is the wisdom that arises uh, in the forge of suffering, in the great difficulties and challenges and, of our lives. It's been said that uh, sometimes an ancient Buddhist saying, I believe, that no one, that everyone comes to Buddhist practice uh, through suffering. And uh, somehow something doesn't seem quite right, something is uncomfortable, something seems off, 
something really hurts and is challenging and overwhelming, difficult. And um, and so and sometimes the the suffering that brings us to practice is when nothing else works. Everything else is kind of not really uh, dealt, uh, helped us with the issues of our lives. Sometimes we, uh, I had the experience of kind of reaching rock bottom. Like every all my attempts to try to find a way out of my suffering didn't work, and so finally there was kind of I just I even tried letting go, but even that didn't work. And so finally, with rock bottom, I just I guess I let go in a full fuller way than when I did the letting go. It just kind of gave up, basically, and only then did the practice really arise in me, uh, not because I applied myself or understood it, uh, what to do, but rather this giving up at, in this very radical way. Um, uh, I tapped into a simplicity of being. Uh, it wasn't my intention, like, you know, simply kind of where I wasn't trying to do anything anymore, be anybody anymore, or accomplish something, or defend myself or whatever I did and and just being in that space and then opened up a new possibility and that new possibility inspired me greatly in doing the practice so you know and, and I could give you a whole biography autobiography of all the different ways that I've suffered um, and uh, you know some of us you know the, you know it would make an interesting story probably for each of us, the autobiography of my suffering. The way that hopefully that autobiography works in Buddhism, it would be that um, the autobiography of my suffering and how it led me, brought me into the practice. How it really inspired me some way or other to engage in a path that's meant to bring us to the other side of suffering. To bring us not just some kind of uh, relief from suffering, but really a very full release from it, a deep release. And the vehicle for doing that has a lot to do with our own capacity to see, to listen, to be mindful, to be present for our experience. It's not an easy task, and um, but it's a task that's a lot easier if we begin to have faith that the first of the five faculties that uh, our whole psychophysical system, when we're listening deeply, when we're present deeply, um, does know the way towards healing, does know the way, to, knows the way to resolve these things and for the path to release, the path to healing what ails us and the challenges we have. And it's a remarkable journey to step away from the story-making person that many times we are, many kind of who we are many times is the story-making mind. And that mind is very small. That mind doesn't really, uh, sometimes it works really well, it creates wonderful stories that are opening and freeing, and but it's kind of a very limited part of who we are, and it's really too limited sometimes to really help us work through some of the great difficulties we have in life. Certainly stories and ideas and memories are important, but to appreciate those, but then go beyond it. Quiet the mind enough that we can open up 
and really feel and be present and sense what's here. And if what we feel is suffering, then um, uh, the wisdom faculty is that faculty, that, that ability, that discernment that says, I'm going to learn a different way. I'm going to find a different way to live this life. And then to have faith that it's possible. There is a practice to be done. And, uh, and so we see that the wisdom faculty and the faith faculty are mutually supportive for each other. There's a discernment and seeing of a possibility and we don't really know the outcome of that or we don't really have an experience for ourselves yet. But then to, um, uh, to have faith in that possibility, so to, to have a discernment and insight, yes, this is my suffering. To listen to it, to not cower from it, to not see it as being hopeless, to have the courage or the kindness, the compassion for ourselves to hold the suffering with both faith, with faith, with wisdom, with compassion, with a sense of possibility. And that is one of the functions of both faith and wisdom. The initiating faith, the initiating wisdom that, uh, that teaches us, yes, it's time to be present. This is the time to hold all this in attention, to listen deeply, to be present for our experience. And, um, and how we find ourselves beyond that, how the practice keeps unfolding beyond this initial initiating a moment of discernment, insight, wisdom, inspiration. Yes, I'm suffering, no doubt. It's okay to open widely, to make space for it, hold it in the body, just long enough so that I can be inspired. Yes, I'm going to practice. And then part of then the next step of wisdom is to have wisdom or discernment of what is the wise way to be with our challenges and our suffering. It is not only to open to it and feel it. That can be overwhelming sometimes and too much but to have some wisdom and understanding of how to see the different options and how to be present for what is difficult or how to be inspired and how to take the next step with our suffering, how to practice with it. And that would be uh, the second form of wisdom uh, that we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, but today I just wanted to, uh, to basically had two things in mind. One is to just tell, talk, to, talk to you about the initiating wisdom. And that has a lot to do with suffering and seeing suffering and seeing uh, and being inspired by our faith in there is an other alternative. There is a possibility of freedom from suffering, release from suffering. So that was the one thing I was hoping to convey. The other is, uh, was that uh, to be inspired, to have faith, in that possibility, so that we have a kind of a ballast, we have a kind of uh, strength, uh, a kind of settledness or rootedness that this is a good thing to do and we can do it. And that's why the wisdom factor, I think, follows the first four factors. That with just enough faith, 
courageous engagement, uh, mindful listening, and um, and unification or gathering together or bringing all of ourselves to the table of practice, then we'll find our way with our suffering. So, um, so may whatever ch- personal challenges you have, whatever suffering that exists in this world, may it be the forge, the seedbed for the arising of both your wisdom and your faith and will continue tomorrow. Thank you very, very much.